Smut Report! Hello, and welcome back to the Smut Report podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm Erin. <laughs> and I'm Holly. And we are ready to put our dukes up yet again. This time, we are going to be doing two excellent books that are, again, weirdly matched. I don't know how we do it. We're going to be reading two books called A Duke in Disguise. The first one by Adrian Richards and the second one by Kat Sebastian, which makes it really easy because I can remember the title. So, Ingrid, you picked Adrian Richards. I did. I picked the Adrian Richards. I picked it because Reddit told me to. Oh, perfect. And that's pretty much it. But also I was interested in it because we had been talking about the Dukely dynamic, what makes a Duke a Duke. And I felt like this would be a really interesting one because it has such quirky Duke hiding potential. So we will see if it actually panned out that way. Who picked the the other one? So I made the bracket. And in this case, I just made an executive decision and just kind of like picked it. And I don't think it was really recommended as a great Duke book anywhere. Sorry. But I picked it <laughs> because it had the same because it had the same title. Are and you I saying thought, that you were trying to stack the deck here, Holly? Oh, man. No, I was like, it'll be funny to read two books with the same title. Like, let's see yes. what they do differently. Well, you're not wrong. And also because I wanted to have a woke Duke just for discussion purposes. And I figured Cat Sebastian would be a good candidate sure. for a woke Duke. And a book that was a little bit queer. That's a valid point. We don't have a lot of that in this bracket i'll be curious to discuss the differences maybe between i'm gonna say arundel because i'm from maryland and it's anne arundel county it's arundel it's probably arundel but i feel like if you have a british accent you wouldn't pronounce it arundel i feel like that's very american (laughs) american (laughs) i feel like if you were british you would probably pronounce it like i don't even want to speculate Anyway, well, I'm going to come say Arundel, and if you are British and you would like to correct my pronunciation, feel free to send in a soundbite. I would love to listen to it. Um, but I would be curious to talk about later on the differences between Arundel and the Duke of Claremont from The mm. Duchess War by Courtney Milan, because it's been a year since I read this book, but he also engages in some pamphleteering. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but... I think that will also be an interesting uh, conversation to have later. So sorry to interrupt. So we have an in- an interesting Duke. In our initial conversation, we kind of all speculated that the more modern sensibility Dukes, the cinnamon rolls, or as Holly said, the woke Dukes, might not do as well in our bracket since we are discussing their Dukishness. So it'll be interesting as we continue this conversation to see how that pans out for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went and checked my bracket and I did pick the Cat Sebastian, the Woke Duke Arundel to win this, but I like, had it getting knocked in the next round. So that's how the books got added. I haven't read either of these before. I had read one and a half. I'm still kind of in the middle of it. Cat Sebastian. Idra Richards is like completely new to me out there this this round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the same situation as Aaron. I think I've read one other Cat Sebastian book. No, you read a couple. Like, have I read, read more than one? The yeah, the Von Trapp. It it was Von Trapp vibes for sure. It was yeah. pretty great. 
And then the A Little Light Mischief, which oh, was... Oh, that was her? Okay. Sapphic. Yeah. And it yeah. was short, right? Yeah, it was a novella. Okay, so that's one and a half. I don't know. <laughs> I have, I've read a couple by her, but not a ton. And Adra Richards is totally to me. So I've actually read Adra Richards, and I liked it. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've read Cat Sebastian. I'm 99.999% sure that I've read multiple. But I can't remember how I felt about those books. Because, again, memory, yeah. titles, authors. But you hadn't read either of these before no i had <laughs> not nope. that your memory is but usually yeah, you so get for part me like regardless i only know that i liked adria richards because i recently read one of her books otherwise it's kind of like a clean slate for me every time so mm-hmm. yeah i definitely read an adria richards before and remember that i kind of liked it and so i wondered how that would work because we had been talking so much about how the duke persona is so rigid and then mm-hmm. adding in some like modern takes could be really interesting and juicy so Okay, so are you guys ready with with your book summaries? Yes, I did not prepare mine in advance because I'm not Aaron. I'm just winging it. (laughs) I didn't either. This will be chaotic. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I think I know my book summaries. All right, let's go. First, let us summarize the... Let's do Richard's first. All right, so in this fine novel, we have a very spoiled duke who discovers that one of his properties is perhaps being mismanaged because of a letter that he receives. And thus he decides to go in disguise to the estate in order to uncover the truth and subsequently uncovers his future wife. I didn't think you were going to make that one sentence, but you did a good job. That's because I'm a fan. I don't mind run on sentences. (laughs) All right. My sentence truly spectacularly dumbass duke (laughs) goes unnecessarily undercover and cosplays being a farmer for a while (laughs) making life way worse for everybody (laughs) and you really feel decides to marry a girl because she throws a potato at him (laughs) how can i follow it's so, Sorry, it's so good. It's so good. What I find okay. hilarious is that do you remember how excited Holly got when that one guy decided to marry the woman because she shoots him? So like oh. apparently the line for Holly is potatoes are a no go, but actual bullets are like yes. So totally there's that different thing. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what's oh your sentence? <clears throat> Self indulgent Duke Child, Mama's boy. Goes on a quest to his country estate to uncover the truth regarding allegations of perfidy by his steward. Can't stay at the inn, therefore must stay with the meanest woman in the entire town, which is apparently attractive. (laughs) Where are you going with this, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) And also... I don't understand what the plot of this book was. <laughs> like, why? Why? And why? That is the question that I had <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> That's where I'm going with this, I guess. Oh, also, Duke has sort of a personality change over the course of turning into a farmer. So after that ridiculous summary sentence, let me try to redeem myself by summarizing the cat sebastian first in a more succinct way please do it (laughs) because i 
skipped a large chunk of this book. I don't know how you could book. be less succinct, but... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Frankly, I like it when you're less prepared, yeah. (laughs) Okay, pining dude moves in with fiercely independent tradeswoman and her brother, who is a revolutionary, pines, 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 finds out that he's secretly the heir to a dukedom, has to deal with the issue of being in love with this woman who sworn that she would never get married, but also wants to have sex with him but alas he must go be a duke so she will never ever ever have him be a all right who's next who's gonna follow that all right tradesman engages in a friends with benefits situation although he's secretly in love with her that was in parentheses until he discovers he's actually a duke and is forced to take up the dukedom in order to save his family and that's pretty much it okay so illustrator and engraver Mm. while pining for his best friend discovers that he's a duke decides to take a brief time just for himself to have all the sex that he's always wanted to have with her before assuming his title because of duty and to prevent a like really bad guy from getting more power i guess All right, that was a solid, that was a solid something. I like that. We're obviously really enthusiastic about these books. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into the Dukes, I just want to say something. Because reading these books in parallel, I thought was fascinating. Because they were both very interested in the question of duty and what it meant to do your duty. But, okay, so do you guys remember or have ever read there was this twitter thread that kind of got passed around several times about i think it was by rachel and maltese but twitter is dead to me so i can't actually go find it about the two different kinds of romances and like there's liberation romances and i think you're right not liberation romances i don't remember what the other term she had was And I felt like these books were like that. They were both interested in duty, but had very divergent, we'll say political ideas of what duty meant to them. So I feel like that's maybe outside of the question of whether or not they're good dukes or not. But I don't know if that's true, because the duty of Davenport was his responsibility to conscientious about his noblesse oblige right and for arundel it it was his duty to his family to take up this mantle so that a worse option would not exist but in both cases the idea was that the dutiful duke would use his powers for good for the greater public. Okay. Yes. I mean, I guess maybe their ideas of duty are similar, but I felt politically that they were very divergent. And well, I feel like, yeah, the but, Richards was definitely more of a traditional Duke framework. And the Cat and, Sebastian. Well, very, like, very pastoral. Mm-hmm. Like his duty is to his tenant farmers rather than his duty being to like his one specific aunt and then to the households like the servants in the house and then later to uh, political dissenters which which actually i mean i do have to point out that does make 
it kind of had to unfold that way because one has been trained for this. Yeah. This is something that they were raised with and the other one is getting thrown into it. So of course they're going to, it's going to be, you know, more localized focus. Yeah. You know, to say like, oh, you're going to go and you have to take care of all these tenants you know nothing about. He cared about the people he met, which was the aunt and the people in the home. So makes that's sense. true. And mm-hmm. I guess Davenport also cared about the people he met. Mm-hmm. He cared about his tenant farmers only after he met them and they mm-hmm. were real people. And he discovered that they were the salt of the earth. And I'm just like, right. Oh, I just man. think it's, like, it's interesting. Yeah, that- like, sorry, that phrase was just like, ah, I hate it. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I just because I think that it makes sense. If you were raised with if you're a tradesperson and you're raised mm-hmm. where your livelihood depends on connecting with people and your relationships with people, that's how he entered into it. But I find it interesting that is it Davenport? I can't get him. Which one's which? Davenport is the Richard. Yes, and he was Davenport. Yeah, and I'm going to remember Arendel that. Was the trades? This is how I'm going to remember yeah. that because a very fancy couch is a Davenport. Yeah, and he. he that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, he's a very fancy couch. He's he the really fanciest of couches. Born and bred, built fancy because <laughs> he's a fancy couch. So Davenport, yeah, Davenport was probably only ever raised to think about the big picture because his wealth was very mm-hmm. figured. I mean, it's it just made so much sense to me that it would build that way. But I did, yeah. I did kind of feel like it was interesting that Arundel didn't quite, I didn't feel like the big picture was ever really fully like unearthed for him. Yeah. Like it never really went beyond the ant in the house. And mm-hmm. well, I felt like... For him and for that whole book, so that's the Cat Sebastian dude, this guy's, it was really a growth arc for Really? Because, whew, she was a toughie for me. It wasn't about him growing and changing and changing his ideas about things significantly. He was already willing to suit himself to his circumstances Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Like, he goes and he sees off his beloved mentor because his mentor... Is like, I can't worry about you and me. So he's like, even though he wants to go to Italy, Mm -hmm. he doesn't. And then he goes to live with his friends again. And his he's trying to deal with the sibling situation and making sure that every he's a people pleaser. He's making he's Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that everything's okay. But she was just so fixed on her ideas about what was important to her and what certain ideas meant to her that the growth arc was really focused on her. Like her declaration of love. Oh yeah, it was much more. Ends up being much more significant than his declaration. I of, mean. Which I might have only paid attention to because of this, because I want to highlight those declarations. Oh yeah. And no. she's like, I wore a hat two days in a row. That is obviously a declaration of love, right? right? Whereas in the Richards, it was much more a standard. He wakes up and gets a clue. Mm-hmm. And he has the bigger growth arc because he went from being clueless self-involved clueless kind of buffoon Mm -hmm. to capable salt of the earth yeah (laughs) man i just the ideology of that book was uh it was something well i mean also i did think it was interesting that for i mean for both of the books the men fall first which i think is unusual for a duke book maybe not i mean it we haven't seen that or we didn't see that last week or if we're talking about the duke archetype of the like emotionally constipated truth mm-hmm. guy then like he's never gonna fall first but in arundel we can call him ash i guess because he uh maybe we should maybe call him he, ash. we should call him ash because he, he's called ash for most of the book he like doesn't even 
find out that he might be a duke until at least halfway through. Oh, like the very first paragraph is describing how like looking at Verity is like so pleasurable that he has to give it to himself in small doses. It's obvious from the very first paragraph that he has it bad for her and that Mm -hmm. he knows it. And Davenport, like I made the joke about the potato, but that happens pretty early on. Like she chucks a potato at him and he's like, oh, I'm in love. And I was just like, well, yeah, what? That was sudden. I mean, it was very, it was early. And then she, she was the one who took some convincing in both cases. Right. But like the point of Davenport is that he is emotionally immature yeah so like of course he wouldn't overthink or second guess it for him it's like a novel new toy like oh i fell in love woohoo potato throwing is all it took and Mm -hmm. he has to learn how to love her over the course of the book so there's that i do have to say i think it was almost exactly the opposite obviously for the other book because even though Ash is clearly already in love. Mm-hmm. All indications are that if Verity had been like, all right, let's do this, he would have been like, consider it done five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Commitment would not have been an issue for him. It was Verity mm-hmm. that was the one who had emotional developing to do so that she could learn how to love Ash. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. So have we actually dug into, it feels like we are, but have we actually dug into like the question of what kind of Duke's are these dukes mm-hmm. uh, not specifically um okay so maybe the part that we've been talking about is like how has this characterization been driving the romance mm-hmm. in the books in particular but like we've been sort of tangentially skating along this edge but how dukish are these guys and like mm-hmm. what kind of duke did these dukes re- represent yeah we'll start with let's start with davenport i feel like that's it's a little that's easier, easier yeah he's kind of a himbo Maybe. I mean, he's like, well, I felt like he was a himbo for the first maybe like, I don't know, five chapters. And then he had like a personality trend. He's a reform. He started himbo. learning. Yeah. How to well, that was because I think it's not a, a true himbo, as we've discussed. It just needs to take it or leave it. This is who I am. I'm, mm. I don't shine up any different than this. Whereas Davenport has acquired incompetence Mm. it's not he's a himbo but it's not really a himbo because he has cure like accidentally curated in i mean yeah although that first chapter where he's like trying to sneak in past his mom to like go to the country and she's like are you gonna bring the ducal carriage and he was like oh oh yeah oh i was right which is why i'm saying like the first couple chapters totally he seems like a ditz and then once he gets into the village, his ineptitude doesn't go away, mm-hmm. but his... Yeah, he's less ditzy. Obliviousness yeah. doesn't... It Like, he's not oblivious Well, anymore. he thinks that he's fooling everyone. I mean, like, that never but fades. But he could have been... Well, I don't think there was any reason for him to believe that that wasn't the case. Like, he wasn't walking around being a duke and expecting other people not to believe that he was Maybe. a duke. He was playing his part and the reason that i would support my argument there is theo doesn't even realize that he's not who he says he is until her dad tells him and davenport has been in town for some while and it's not until theo shares it with the other Mm. townsfolk that they realize it yeah 
even that, like there are moments when it could have been, but it just wasn't. I think there were a lot of could have been, but wasn't in this book. And that for me made it really difficult because. Can you explain that more? Like the could have. Well, like he could have been a himbo, but he wasn't. Oh, you feel like if it had been presented differently, not even if it had been presented differently, where it was like everybody was like, okay, yeah, this guy thinks he's a duke from the get-go instead of being told himbo. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. So that supports a non- You know, like, it's just these choices that the author Mm -hmm. makes either support or don't support a particular characterization. (laughs) I feel like in this conversation, the dukes are kind of just like- You know why that is, though? (laughs) It's because they're not very dukish. And no, the reason they're not are... dukish is because they are both struggling so much. We've disca- discussed before about power. Neither mm. of these dukes are in positions of power in this whole book. Neither. That's true. That's true. Mm-mm. No. They're not yeah. in positions of power socially or in their burgeoning relationships. No. Mm-mm. No. No. They're not dukey not at, at all. all. You're right. So it's very easy to just like slide into talking about relationships because what are you supposed to talk about? He powerfully burnt toast he (laughs) powerfully put his head in the sand about how bad he was going to get messed up emotionally from that relationship you know i mean i don't know what to tell you it it wasn't Mm -hmm. dukish yeah so our trifecta of points was power isolation and wealth i mean they're isolated by virtue of the fact that it kind of all centers around their their domiciles Mm -hmm. that was really it wasn't like I'm so lofty up here at the top. And nobody like, understands me. No, yeah, they were. No. Yeah. And, you know, it was done in different ways. Davenport was seen as just himself for the first time ever, but he was seen nonetheless. And with Ash, he came from being part of a community and being seen yeah. and appreciated. And so it neither really applied. Even the wealth, I mean, the wealth was certainly an end result but it wasn't part of their day-to-day because they couldn't solve their problems with wealth right okay except except with the richards for davenport so like okay he's in disguise as the duchess's solicitor but he's still a gentleman Mm -hmm. as a solicitor Mm -hmm. he still earns a wage Mm -hmm. from the duchess and presumably is having some sort of compensation from the dukedom for sidebar duchy and dukedom not the same wait really <laughs> true story okay but i know a duchy a dukedom is what a duke of england is responsible for with respect to his title a duchy is like normandy the duchy of normandy it's like a land holding so the way that the english dukedoms operate is not the same feudal system as a duchy okay okay back on track thank you Um, thank you for the history (laughs) erin you're welcome the the davenport dukedom is ultimately responsible for this quote solicitor's Mm -hmm. job and stay in this community so i'm like so even though he can't stay in the inn because it's has a giant hole in the roof why is he pretending to be a farmer he can pay them that would solve a lot of their problems to stay it like any other gentleman would just be like oh well can i rent a room right somewhere yeah 
Like, let me pay <laughs> you like money so that you desperately need to not lose your farm to sleep and in they're a like, bed. Well, and they're like so upset about having to cook for a third person or something. Like, even just the basics of compensating for food in a way that's not doing labor on the farm. I was just like, what is what is happening here? I mean, okay, I don't just understand like his, any of the decisions. Like, in this his book. whole thing. Okay, so A, for me, I like his whole plan is just like so rage making. I'm sorry, I just I just have to talk <laughs> okay, about this. Okay, I just, yes, okay. go off, hero. Okay, okay, so you know, the backstory he gets a letter from Theo saying, Why do you keep raising our rents? You're fucking up light for all of us. And so he's like, Huh, I haven't raised the rents. I wonder what's going on with my land agent, but I can't just fire him because that wouldn't be fair i have to have proof that he's doing wrong and so he like does this whole song and dance and i'm just like once it becomes clear that he's doing wrong you don't need proof you can just fire the guy and not write him a reference all you had to do was go to your house and be like hey land agent why are you living in my fucking master bedroom you are so fired and I am not writing you a reference. That's all. But he wanted him to suffer. No, no, no. Holly. He didn't just want him to suffer. He wanted him to be hanged for the or crime. Well, no, specifically hanged. He wanted him to swing in the wind for the crime of embezzlement. And I'm like, that is blood. Blood is like unusually. It's, it's like blood way blood. out of bounds for what is appropriate for the crime. I think. I don't think embezzlement is a hanging offense. I'm pretty. I don't know. We'll have to look it up, I guess. I'm pretty. I don't know. We didn't analyze this before we got on the call. <laughs> no, that's <Thanks>. Aaron's job. Whose <laughs> um, job was it to over obsess over legal details? I do it in the show notes. But yeah, I feel like the punishment he wanted for the offense was too high, but he made everybody in the town suffer for weeks and weeks while he's just like, I'm just going to like pretend to be a farmer. <laughs> right the better thing wait 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 but holly it's even better than that because he could have just fired him like after the first day right but also then there's a moment where theo is telling davenport that they had their lease agreement stolen out from their very desk and replaced with a forgery but then later he's like verifying how much people overpaid on their rent and like so wait you have some sort of paperwork reference that verifies you have some sort of documentation of what the rents are supposed to be and you have her forged one and that's not enough to be like yeah oh i obviously like they have to break into his own house in order to find the ledgers and then they can't do that and then at what point wait he just like Go in there and be like, show me the books, since they now know where they are. Yeah. In his study. And and not (laughs) just that, but like his stupid friend who like went and visited him in the house, right? Went and stayed there and saw the books, Hmm. but didn't steal them because he was like, well, that would make things too easy for you. I was like, what kind of asshole are you that you think this is? They're super rich, Holly. They don't care that it takes extra time. He'll fix it eventually before quarter day. It'll be okay. Yeah, and if everybody like, goes hungry, I mean, it's almost swimsuit season anyway. 
well. Oh, man. Oh, on that note, anyway, that book made me really angry. To be fair, I, really so I read it and I was aware that there were definitely some gaps. Like I was like, oh, that seems like that doesn't make sense. But I was like, whatever, it's fine. I'll just carry on. And it wasn't until the end that I was like, who, Nelly, I cannot wait to see what they think about this. Because I was just like, even like it has all the, the ingredients, it has all the ingredients to piss off both of you. Both of you. And I was like, this is amazing. Because the black moment was like, what do you mean? So yeah, like it was so irrational. And I was like, Erin's going to blow her top off. This is going to be amazing. I was just like over it. It was so, oh, yeah, man. He, he, he was so, yes, so irrational. And so, it's so irrational. And then he's horrible. And then he has to come back and grovel and grin and gesture. And I was just like, no. No, we weren't doing so well. No, we weren't. I mean, we weren't. But the relationship was like, okay. What I thought was funny was that there were all of these moments, right, where it was like, well, that doesn't that doesn't really make 100% sense. But I guess it's a book. So we're just supposed to like willingly suspend our disbelief here. But then the part where the author's like, well, that's unrealistic is that he couldn't get back for the wedding in time. <laughs> Because he had to grovel. Right? So I was, well, he could have groveled at the altar. I mean, come on. But anyway, it was super funny because I was like, oh, okay. Well, all right. So we're just supposed to believe that none of these other things could work out. But, but this one thing. That was... That's too far. That's too far. We had to make this realistic. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, but so are these guys... I mean... Dukes? Like, who's the better Duke? Can you replace this dukes with any other guy like where are we landing on the duke platform here i think i think you could replace ash's title with any other title and it would be fine in fact i think you could replace it with even like a very wealthy merchant or businessman and it would be fine um it's inheritance it's not a dukedom i would agree with you except at the very, very end. When he uses his title. Where he, when he uses his title to sign the seditious letter. I feel like that is something, that's his like mic drop Duke moment. But it's True, only, you make a it, good point. Right? It's, it's like the only thing in the book. Right. I would say. And but, is that enough to like, you know... Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's enough. I mean, and I, that, I mean, it was a good moment. Sure. And, and I think the way it had been built up, it that wouldn't have worked right without the Duke title. But I, I don't know if it's enough. If he's like not even an heir to dukedom for mm-hmm. like more than half the book. And I think, I think, because I have opinions here, apparently that, um, I think that Davenport probably could have also been something else. I don't think he needed to be a Duke. I mean, the whole point was that he was like growing up or whatever, becoming a better man. But yeah, when you're going that degree in both cases, when we're dealing with that degree of social separation, yeah. anything is yep. significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, from yeah, it's not just social separation. It's like both of these women are like hyper competent, but still basically living in poverty and have serious mm-hmm. money problems and and they plus the social have, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have gentility training. Mm-hmm. They 
Yeah. I liked how Unimportant was just like, whatever, it's no brains. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is a kind of, I mean, in some ways that's a very dookie thing, right? To be like, whatever, you can just be a a duchess and like, fuck them because, ha ha. Well, that's like the whole premise of that Tessa Dare book. Uh, It's like, it's the last Spindle Cove novel. It was, oh, any duchess will do. Mm. So his mom is giving him a hard time about Mm. like marrying and he's got this whole backstory. And so he's like, fine, I'll marry the next woman I see. And it's like barmaid at the Spindle Cove bar. That's right. Yep. Oh, yeah. I did read that one. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, we're talking about Villiers. Mm -hmm. And it's the opposite of him, who's just like, no, I have to have the most unreproachable noble duchess wife possible. But I feel like that's kind of an outlier. I feel like most of the dukes are like, nah, I can just do what I want. It doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes it's a talking point, like when we get into the Bedouins and Wilfric Bedouin at the end conversations, you know, he's Darcy-esque, wants the right kind of duchess, but his heart is mm-hmm. in. So I think you get different things and the storyline contributes to that, right? Villiers needed somebody without reproach so that he could do something that was questionable. Yeah. Right. If the questionable thing is getting married, then okay, like that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking while reading these books, I had just listened to the audiobook uh, Heart of the Steel by Avon Gale and Roan Parrish. So it's a contemporary, but it's a billionaire. Um, and the billionaire is like a sometimes art thief, and he steals a painting to impress this guy that he met. And it turns out the guy is in the art crimes unit at the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) And so a lot of their differences are also class-based. But, you know, the billionaire obviously has tons of privilege. The FBI agent, his parents were a cop and a teacher in Michigan or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's very average. But the thing that really struck me about Heart of the Steel is that the billionaire character is just unrepentantly a snob not in a mean way but he's just like well yes why wouldn't i sleep on thousand count thread sheets this is the what i like to sleep on Mm -hmm. and i don't want to sleep on these scratchy shitty sheets in this hotel room that you made me stay at you know Mm -hmm. that you can afford your thing yeah yeah like it's not that he's a an alpha hole kind of jerk or like the jerky kind of duke that's like so emotionally constipated that he can't even admit to any softness like the billionaire is totally soft for the fbi agent he's just also so much a person of his own world that it's just like it was and then we come into these dukes and they like well especially davenport less so ash because ash doesn't even know he's a duke for such a long time but like the whole point of davenport is removing all the creature comforts that he would feel entitled to or comfort with and like that's what makes him a better person and lover and i was just like i want the other guy like plug in the billionaire and be like where's my really nice sheets like i would actually like this toast to be covered with some really nice french cheese actually or like Mm -hmm. can i get my vegetables with a delicious sauce yeah you know like embrace it i don't know it was just I, maybe that kind of also put me in the wrong headspace for this particular reading, but I just was like, yeah, when you're just like, yeah, I'm going to embrace it. And I think that's what Montgomery 
and to a large extent Juliet also. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, we haven't talked about Montgomery yet. Just kidding. <laughs> jumping that's, around, that's jumping around. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the dukes in our bracket. I think a lot of the very traditional dukes in our bracket are dukish because they are owning their position. And in this case, you know what? Honestly, I think maybe Ash owns his position better than Davenport mm. because he does that mic drop moment at the end. Mm-hmm. Could be. But yeah, I don't know. Not my favorite. Not my favorite week. Yeah. I want to read Verity's reaction to the essay. Okay. Oh, yes. You know, so there's this essay that her brother wrote that Ash, now Arundel, prints and draws pictures for. And signs his name to and like writes a little paragraph being like, I'm a duke and I send my name to it. If the governor, if the home office finds this seditious, here's my address. Okay, so it was a perfectly good essay and made points Verity had been hearing for years. But to see them laid out starkly on paper and by Ash's doing moved her to speechlessness. Miss Verity? Nan asked, you all right? Verity realized she was crying. Very much so. Other people might like love poems or posies. Verity's heart could be won only by outright sedition, and Ash had known it. Within hours of inheriting his title, he had declared himself against the government. So that was like the one highlight in the book. <laughs> no, I don't know. I highlighted a couple of things. Yeah, I mean that's but... like that is like such a classic, a great, great Duke moment. But I don't know if it is enough to make Arundel the winner of our Duke off. I don't know. What do you guys think? Who wins the Duke off here, guys? This is a toughie. Well, I think, think they both flunk, but... Yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> if I had to pick, if I had to pick. See, so going into it, I was going to say, after I finished the Richards, I was like, okay, I can see what Holly meant in the chat when she thought that Davenport might end up being the better Duke, ultimately. But yeah, that mic drop... Mo- but, I don't... Guys, I... Listen, there is isn't not in my she's on my list because i just feel like we're not talking about Verity. i know but this is the thing he's gonna do that because he loves her and i feel like i feel like uh so it's not he's he wouldn't necessarily have done that he's not doing it with his ducal power he's only doing it because Mm. of her it's for her and he knows it and he's got to do this big thing and like put himself at risk because nothing else will do mm-hmm. that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. whereas that is a whereas, valid point i feel like davenport does dukely things throughout the book like sneakily repairing stuff and giving people money so here's the thing he and his when the when his friend goes in and breaks in and is like oh yeah i found it but i'm gonna make you do it because it's fun the fact that they were like doing it for fun that's dukely even though it was annoying do you know what i mean mm. They were playing. Yeah. This was a game yeah. to them. And like the whole point was that it's a game to yeah. them because they're the it's like top of the top. Yeah. It's like he's learning. He's like stepping up he's to still his a duty, but he's still yep. got a little bit of that. Still a duke. And that's yeah. why I think that Davenport is yeah. my vote, even though this was a tough week. But that's, yeah. that's the one that gets it for me. Yeah. I mean, but let's be real. We know whoever wins is just going to get knocked out by sure. GDA. Like in the next round so, <laughs> so it doesn't matter that much doesn't matter but yeah Ingrid, I, think I think you're right, you're right. thank I you mean, thank you have we yeah. had that's all right let's see how many unanimous decisions what? we end up with we'll see all right davenport is declared the winner next time we're gonna be reading 
Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt and Project Dustress by Sabrina Jeffries. So that'll be our next head to head. We'll see who wins that one. For show notes and other fun podcast related stuff, please go to smutreport.com slash podcast and we'll see you on the flip side. Na 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 smut report.